All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, September 7th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my boy, Big Marcel. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Always good to talk to you. Some uh, some MMA stuff. So uh, we don't have a card on Saturday for the UFC, so no uh, preview. But uh, we got lots of other things about uh, to speak about. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Oh, no doubt about it, man. There's definitely a few topics we want to talk about. Um, and we do have Damian White's Contender Series tonight, five fights. And I'm looking forward to it, Marcel. Uh, I, I'll say this. If you're not watching, I think you're missing out because the, even if you're not betting on these fights, and I, I do think they're tricky to bet on because the guys are very inexperienced for the most part. It's a lot of fun to watch, man. Like, I, I honestly, Marcel, look forward to every Tuesday now. You know what I mean? Like, And the good thing is you don't have to watch it live. Like, you can watch it later on. Just try to stay away from the spoilers. That's what I'd recommend. But I look forward to Tuesdays every week. I'm glad, Marcel, that your uh, your mic and, and everything's working a lot better today. So hopefully, no issues. Apologies for yesterday, guys. That's all. We don't obviously don't want technical difficulties here. It's going to happen once in a while. Um, but anyways, we're going to talk about Dana White's Contender Series, Marcel. Might as well just get into the card right now, Marcel. Um, it's a good card. I mean, what's your overall thoughts of while I, while I set it up? Any any overall thoughts on this week's edition of the card? No, man. I think it's a good card. Looking forward to it, man. It. Uh... It, it, it looks like a competitive card on, on many yeah. fights, so that's always what we like, of course. So, yeah. I agree. I I think we'd rather watch fights that are, are closer than ones that are wide. Anyways, let's get into the card. Uh, I think today's probably going to be a shorter show, just because there isn't uh, as many fights to break down, obviously. Um, let's start with the first fight, Marcel. So, Muin Gafarov takes on Chad and Hellinger. He's a Canadian guy. I've been looking forward to seeing fight uh, the big show for a while. He'd be pretty high stand. So I'm looking forward to this fight. But mm-hmm. you look at the odds right now, and Gaffarov's a big favorite, Marcel. Minus 410, plus 330 on the Canadian. So you expect Gaffarov to win. He's a one-championship veteran. He's fought John Lineker. Do you think he wins this fight, or do you think the, the Canadian can pull it off, Marcel? It's kind of tricky, man. I've got to say, Anheliger is already 34. So if you look at when uh, Gaffarov is 25. So that might be have something to do with the odds as well. I think Anheliger is, is a pretty good fighter, man, what I saw from him. So um, do I agree with the odds? Not, not really. I, th- I think it's much closer than the odds actually say. Uh, if you look at Gafurov, Gafurov is a good fighter, in my opinion. He was supposed to sign with the UFC in 2019, actually. He was supposed to fight Mosa everywhere. everywhere. Uh, we, we scooped that fight, actually. And um, he had a whole press conference. I remember, I think it's in Tajikistan where he comes from. And uh, there was a whole Past press conference at the side with the UFC, blah blah blah, and then uh, uh, half a week later he had to pull out because uh, he still had a contract with one and he couldn't go. Uh, he, he had still had to fight that contract out. So that uh, now he got actually this is actually so this is his second chance to go for a UFC contract. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, I slightly favor Gafurov here, but and Hilliger can surprise, man. I, I, I think the odds are way off, in my opinion, but uh, I don't know how you, how you look at it. I think you have a better view than me on Anheliger, since he's Canadian, so, yeah. Well, I want to give my boy Cole a shout-out, because Cole interviewed him. So he interviewed him. Definitely check his interview out. I think he did a good job with it. Uh, and Hellinger promises he's going to knock Gaffroff. Do I see that happening? I'm not sure. i got to be honest. Uh, you know, Marcel, I think he's a good fighter. The problem is the age, I think. He just kind of – he's he's a late bloomer in the sport. I mean, he's been fighting for a while, right? He's been – He's a veteran of 11 years. Like He's been fighting the Canadian regional scene. I've seen his name around for a while, um, but obviously the last few years fighting in Rise. My, my buddy James Lynch commentates for that uh, promotion. So I've heard about him because he was telling me like that fight with Highstain was pretty crazy and a couple of his other fights. So I've heard of this guy. And I mean, if you look at his resume, he, he has fought you know some notable names on the Canadian regional scene um, that I'm familiar with. 
Um, he is coming into this fight with a lot of momentum, Marcel. He's coming into the fight with an you know, eight-fight win streak. It's impressive, but you know he hasn't fought in two years. That's that's an, that's an issue to me. Um, you know, he's been he's supposed to fight last year, I believe, against I th- I don't know who uh, it was against um, Cameron Else. That was supposed to be the fight on Contender Series last year, but they signed Else to fight in the UFC instead, so he didn't get mm-hmm. to end up fighting that that time. So he took another year off. He's been training. He's been getting better, but again, at thirty-four, I'm just I feel I like. Also- Go ahead. I also see he he uh, tested positive for COVID in in March of 2021. That's also a 34. Yeah, know, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really not too sure what to think about the COVID thing. I mean, a lot of guys tested positive, ended up fighting mm-hmm. and performing fine. It's really hard to say, but and I understand, guys. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, evidence out there saying that you know layoffs are not as detrimental as they once were. I think, but. In the case of this guy, he's 34, and the guy he's fighting is only 25 or so. Like that is to me, a 26, I should say. Um, it's a big age gap. That's a big age gap, and it's not like Gafarov's a, a scrub. Like, he's a big favorite for a reason. He's a very experienced guy. He has more experience actually. Um, he's fought all over, you know, the world. One championship. He's fought John Lineker, like I said, has a win over Leandro Issa. I, I, I think he's probably fought better competition. I do think Brady Highstand's a great win. The the line's a little high. I agree, Marcel. The line it actually opened a lot lower. It opened at like minus uh, two, minus one eighty, excuse me. So it would open low, and that that seemed about fair. Two to one, two and a half to one. That seems about right. Yeah. Four to one seems a little high. I agree, but I still can't pick Ann Hollinger just because of the age. I, I honestly can't do it, Marcel. Um, mm-hmm. I hope he wins. You know that if I was a if I was one of the British media, I'd probably be rooting for this guy tonight. But for me, it's just whoever wins, whoever the better man is, wins, Marcel. You know, it'd be cool you know, if he won, but I'm gonna my, my brain says Gafrov wins. What are you gonna say? You, you know what Dana's gonna say if Ann Halliger wins? Yeah, he's too old. We norm, we, yeah, we normally don't side guys who are 34 and have an 11 and 5 record. That's what he's gonna say. 100. Yeah. percent No, I know. And then they did the same thing that Chris Curtis a few years ago. He got kind of screwed. Yeah. He had a nice knockout maintenance on him. Anyways, I'm gonna take Gafrov. I'm thinking a decision, but you know, Al Helger has been submitted a few times, so it's possible. But he it looks like he's improved that part of his game. I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a decision. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'll go with the decision as well. You, and you think, you think yeah. they're going to sign him or not? Gafarov, you think he gets signed? Yes. Okay, yes. there you go. That's your prediction. Next fight. This one, I actually really like this fight. Bruno Correa taking on Carlos Vergara. And what's interesting is Correa used to fight in the UFC. He's, he's had a fight yeah. in the UFC. He fought Matthias Nicolau in the UFC. So, Pardon? He lost with Japanese neck. Yes, it was a very rare submission, and we don't really see that too often in the UFC. Great. Somehow, I, I mean, it's just an amazing submission. You don't see it very often, though, at this level. Um. He is an ultimate fighter veteran, but you know he's, he's obviously bounced around a little bit the last few years. Uh, coming in here, Bruno Correa is the favorite, minus 230 against Vergara, a Fury FC veteran, Marcel. And he's coming off a nice win over uh, Jacob Silva, a guy who's been a contender series like I think three times, who's very tough. So this guy's on a four-fight win streak by knockout. What do you think is going to happen in this one? I think it's a very interesting fight. What do you think? It's a very close fight, actually, as well, man. I think the Fury FC uh, has showed lately that they have some really good talent, man. Uh, Mano Martinez comes from it. Uh, uh, look at Carlos Vergara. He's fighting now Bruno Correa. Uh, like you said, man, Bruno Correa was actually in the UFC at, at one time. He was uh, on the ultimate fight of Brazil 4 uh, card. I think he lost the semifinal against uh, later win of Vieira. Uh, then lost to in the in the prelims on the finale. He lost to Matthias Nicolau. Uh, then he got a UFC contract after that, but has looked pretty good man so far uh, further in his career. So the thing is, I really, really, uh, how do you say that? 50-50 on this fight. I think it can either go. It can go both ways. 
Uh, both guys have, uh, have a lot to offer. I, I really like this matchup, and I think this is a great matchup for Contender Series, actually. Um, both guys are 30 years old. Um, man, if I have to pick somebody here, I would probably go for Vergara. And uh, I think if he wins, he will probably finish the fight as well. So I'm going with Vergara. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. And I, I, sorry, guys, I forgot to say the line. It's it's plus 190 on Vergara. I forgot to mention that. Minus 230 on Korea, as I did mention. I, you know, Marcel, I'm actually with you on this one, man. I think the underdog can win this fight. I think Vergara is being way undervalued here. Plus 190, plus 200 at some books. This is a guy who's coming off four straight knockout wins. Jacob Silva is a pretty tough dude, man. That's a nice win. Mm -hmm. That was a guy that was close to being UFC. Just he's a little below the level, but still a good fighter. And the fact he finished him is very impressive to me, Marcel, because that guy's a very tough guy. Um, you know, this guy has uh, experience fighting someone like Jonathan Martinez, fought to a split decision. I like these guys coming from Fury FC, man, and and also Legacy, obviously. I like these guys. You know, Korea, I get it. He's been around for a while. He's had the UFC experience. Um, good ground game, obviously. I don't know, Marcel. Something's telling Vergara could pull it off here. I think he actually could do it. And I think at plus two hundred, that's a fighter that you might want to consider as an underdog this week. Um, I think he can win, Marcel. I think the odds are, are way too high on Korea. I don't understand why he's minus two thirty. And again, the odds for that one open at minus one fifty. So it's just steam on him, and I don't really agree with it. I think Vergara can win this fight. Um, we'll see what happens. Let me get these comments, guys. Hey, Jose, what's up, man? How's it going? He's asking who's two bases fighting with Harris. So I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't know about Harrison. It's too bad. I know Tuvasa posted like uh, still still fighting new opponents or something. So he's probably out. I don't know for sure. But right. Yeah. Uh, Adolf Croft. Hey, Adolf. What's up, man? He said, "Did you guys watch the KSW 63?" Um, I, we did. I didn't. I don't know if Marcel ended up catching it. We did talk about it a little bit yesterday. We talked about Soljic winning, uh, Stosic winning. I like KSW. You know, it's a great promotion. Um, I'd love it to is. cover it more. It's just there's so much other stuff going on over here. In North America right now, but I, I think KSW is one of the better promotions in Europe. Personally. I've watched the last three fights. The problem only this time with KSW was that it was actually at the same time with the UFC, at the same yeah. time with Glory. Yeah. Everything was at the same moment, you know. So it's very really hard to. Uh... There, there was a lot going on Saturday afternoon. I feel like, like I don't even know if we yeah. talked about the Butter Hari knockout. I don't even know if we mentioned it yesterday. Yeah, that did. was crazy. I, yeah, the high kick was insane. So, anyways, <laughs> let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Uh, Marcel, um, Samen Oliveira against Jose Alde. Mm -hmm. Combatry veteran, interesting fight. Same in Oliveira, minus 150, and all day plus 130. Uh, all day's a guy I've watched during uh, some tape study. I, I, I recognized his name. I'm looking at his record. I'm like, hey, I've seen this guy fight John Castaneda and Gustavo Lopez. So I'm a little bit familiar with him. Um, Oliveira, I wasn't as familiar with. I've got to be honest, Marcel. He is an ACB veteran. So I'm assuming you you probably are a little bit more familiar with this guy. Uh, give me your thoughts on this fight. Like I said, same in a small favor here. What do you think? Yeah, man, let's start with uh, indeed with Saman, Saman Brazilian. I think he only fought one time for ACB, man, as far as I know, and he fought against Ari Farias. And Farias is a guy who also should be considered for contender series, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. he uh, he lost to him with the season. Yeah. That's good. Um, I agree. Uh, his last win uh, for uh, Oliveira was in Pancras in uh, the, the Japanese promotion. Actually, the promotion who started before the UFC. Um, he won there, front choke submission against Wataru Mimura. Um, I got to be honest here. I think he is a pretty decent fighter, but I haven't been high, super impressed by him. He, he has a real nasty guillotine choke, um, and he wins many fights with that, but it, it's hard, you know, for, for me. If, if you look at Jose Alde, um, Alde has had some better opposition against him, I think, man. And uh, he has a win over 
both split decisions, but he got the win over John Castaneda and Gustavo Lopez. He lost to Lopez in the rematch right after that. He's a former Combate champion. We all know, man, Combate has some solid fighters. You know, I know you are a big fan of Combate as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, the thing here is, but Alde took the fight on short notice. He, I, I think he took that one and a half week ago. So that can be an issue here. I'm not sure about that. Um, if you look at, at overall, I think it's, it's, it's a pretty even fight, to be honest. But uh, I, I favor Alde a little bit more because I think Alde is, uh, is overall a better fighter. But the short notice can be a problem here. So I'm not sure. I wouldn't put my money on this one. I'm going slightly with Alde, but I'm not sure. I actually have the same thoughts as Marcel on this one. This is a very tough fight to call. I think one of the harder ones on the card. I mean, they're all they're all tough on a contender series because let's be honest, these guys have never fought in the UFC for the most part, except for maybe Korea. But you know, a lot of guys that that we aren't as familiar with. All day, I knew a little bit. Simon, uh, I don't know as well. But uh, you know, he's got a lot more momentum coming into this fight. A lot more wins. He's got nine of his last ten fights are wins. All day, he's been kind of you know bouncing back and forth to wins and losses. And again, coming coming in a short notice. I guess he was just one of those guys that's on the list. Like, hey, if there's a short notice opportunity, he, he can take it. But I don't know how high the UFC is on this guy. I, I think Oliveira can probably get the win in this one, Marcel, kind of grind it out and get the win. Maybe a submit, submission, but you know, this is a, this one's tough. I mean, it's a tough one to call. And honestly, it's to me, it's I feel like it should be like a pick 'em. You know what I mean? It's it's probably a little bit too high on Oliveira minus 150, but it's a tough one to call, Marcel. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Let me get these comments. Uh, Adolf, hey, what's up, man? He said, do you think Solid should be in the UFC? Yeah, we, we absolutely do. We talked about yesterday, Marcel mentioned he has two fights left, uh, I believe, on his KSW contract. Yeah. I'd love to see him in the UFC. I think he'd be a you know pretty good addition to the roster, and I, I'd be interested. He's saying, who, uh, or who, uh, should he fight uh, Mamed Kaladov? Is Mamed retired or no? What's going on with him? I, he came back into the into the cage after the fight with from Solvi, so... Yeah, it looks like they really want to fight each other. I mean, why not? You know, I think he is. He recently came back and uh, one of us asked him, I think, or is that some time ago already? I'm not sure, but I think he's back. Yeah, and Kalidov is one of the guys who, one of the most underrated area oh, yeah. guys, becoming not fighting uh, for a big promotion in the U.S. Man, I still think it's missed opportunity by the UFC. Oh, yeah. I remember they offered him ten plus ten like years ago, and he was like, "Get the hell out of here, bro!" <laughs> his fight with Hori uh, Santiago in Sengoku. Yeah. That fight is sick. That was a five-round fight. One of the best fights of the year. 2010. It's been a while, but very experienced guy. Anyways, I'm a big fan of Kaladov, but, you know, he's he's, 40, he's 41 now. He's obviously not going to go to the UFC, but I think he could fight Soljic. That'd be a good fight. And Soljic knocks him out. I mean, that puts the guy over in a way. You know what I mean? Like, he gets that win in his resume. It's massive, right? I, I, yeah, for sure, man. I, I thought uh, back in the day, do you remember when uh, Jacare needed an opponent and they did the Chris Camosi uh, rematch on, on that card with Luke Rockhold against Machida, I think. That's the moment they should have signed Kalidov and they put Kalidov against Jacare. That would have been such a great fight. Right. Say, you know, you can see sometimes cheap, you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, Cole says, I heard uh, Harris got moved to a different week, October 23rd. Looks like Walt and Ty had different opponents. Jose is asking if that's the first time they've changed their mind. Absolutely not to answer that question. They change their mind a lot. Hey, Massey was asking Guff, uh, Gufrov and Gafrov, excuse me, uh, and Souza in a parlay. I mean, personally, if, if I want to play those guys, like I, I Souza's a pick 'em. So if you're going to bet on, I would just put him straight. Let's talk about that fight right now. Actually, Maro Souza yeah. against Chidi and Jukawani. This is, I believe, the co-main event of the card. Uh, and again, Cole actually interviewed. I think he interviewed Chidi. So definitely check that out, guys. Um, we all know Chidi. He he was in Bellator. His brother Anthony was in the UFC for a long time. Sousa's a guy I think some of us remember from Contender Series last year. He actually hasn't fought since then, which is kind of interesting. I guess you know he did win his fight. He just did, it was kind of a boring fight. He didn't get signed. 
Um, right now, Marcel, the odds are a pick It's minus, basically minus 110 each. So very close odds for this fight. What are you thinking in this one, man? Um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, Mario Sousa, I, I think he didn't look bad against Marius Kizaskiewicz or whatever you say it. That's probably, man, I think many people were, were happy that name didn't get to the UFC. Not the guy. We mean, <laughs> what that name. Um, yeah, I didn't think he looked bad in that fight, you know. Um, if you look at Chidi and Jokowani, I mean, he, and Bellator, uh, in the beginning, he did very well. You know, he's, by the way, the younger brother of Anthony and Jokowani, former UFC fighter. Um, in the beginning, he did very well in Bellator, but at the moment, he's going to fight the top-level fighters like uh, Koreshkov, Salter, Carvalho. He lost them all, you know. And uh, recently, uh, in 2020, is already a year ago, he uh, won against Christian Torres uh, in LFA. Um, man, I think Chidi has more uh, experience than Mario Sousa, you know, against better uh, opponents. But I feel like that Mario Sousa can uh, can win this fight, man. I, I, I really think Chidi and Jokowani, he, he's 32 now. If you look at Mario Sousa, he's 24. I think an eight-year eight year, uh, eight, eight year age gap. Normally, I mean, 32 is not, not very uh, old, you know, because I'm 32 myself, I'm not going to say that's old. So, but um, overall, I feel like Sousa can win this, man. I, I think he, he can do it. Uh, I, I would go with Sousa. I, I don't think it will be a great fight, to be honest. I expect a decision win. And uh, honestly, the, if, if Sousa gets signed, I think Dana will probably say like, yeah, you didn't get signed last time. You won again now and give you the contract this time. So that's yeah. what I pretty much expect. Yeah, and and just because I forgot to mention it, the Vergara and Korea fight, I think the winner of that fight is going to get signed because it's a flyweight fight. Alde and Oliver, I mean, depends on the fight goes. They have a lot of bantamweights, but if it's a really good fight, the winner would get signed. This fight, you know, I don't know, Marcel, because on paper, I feel like it's, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying with Souza. I think he can grind it out, but I don't think it's going to be pretty, like, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's one, I, I, maybe he could submit him. I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to submit Chidi. I am leaning towards Souza, though, i got to be honest with you. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to like about this guy. He's coming in on, on a nice win streak, five-fight win streak. Chidi's lost three of his last four. Again, he's obviously, um, sorry, he's lost three of his last five. He's fought way better competition. We, we can obviously yeah. say that, right? But he's also lost a lot more too, Marcel. He has a lot of losses. And, you know, he's, he's a guy who's been around since 2007 as a pro. That's a long time, guys. Like, it's cool he's getting a shot in series, but to me, this is a guy who's probably a little past his prime, Marcel. I hate to say it. At 32, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's, like, super old. But you're going against a guy who's 24, um, a guy who's already fought in contender series, a guy who knows what to expect from contender series, a guy who I think knows what Dana wants this time. I think he needs to get a submission to get that UFC contract. I don't know if he gets it, though. Uh, I think Chidi's going to be really tough in this fight. But I, I'm leaning towards Souza. So Massio likes him by submission. I think it's possible, Massio. Um, what's the odds on it? Souza by sub, plus 300. I mean, it's not bad at all. Um, you yeah. know, I'm not a huge prop guy because fights can end in so many different ways, guys. But uh, that or, or by decision at plus 445. I mean, those are interesting for sure. Any thoughts I, on those? I feel we completely agree with each other about this fight. <laughs> yeah, I know. We actually kind of do. I mean, but I will say this. Like, I know Cole, he likes cheating in this fight. He thinks he can kind of keep it standing. And the guy, obviously, he's fought a lot of good strikers, Marcel, and he's got a win over a guy like Matt Griffin. Like, that's a big win. You know what I mean? But, again, that was in 2015. I think this guy came to the UFC. Or he's not even in the UFC yet. I think he's coming in to the contender series a little too late in his career. Same problem and how in the first fight. I like these guys, but I would have liked them when they were, you know, Maybe three or four years ago, Marcel. Not now. It's a little mm -hmm. bit, you know. I think it's, they're just a little bit too old for the show. I hate to say it because I don't want to use age as a reason to, you know, pick against the guy necessarily. But 
In this case, you know, it's the UFC. We know what Dana White wants. He, he likes to sign younger guys. Um, I should mention Ann Hellinger. He was pissed that he wasn't on Contender Series, but I think it's because he was 34. You know, Marcel, because the only the oldest guy in the show is Reading House, who's like 30 or 31. Everyone else was in like the early 20s, right? That's the UFC is looking for younger guys right now. But if you know Chidi goes out there and throws a head kick knockout or a flying knee or something, he can get signed for sure. So I think the winner of that fight, they can't edge it out because they don't need more middleweights, but they do need more middleweights who are exciting to finish guys. So I think. If someone gets a finish Marcel, they'll sign them. That's what I'm. That's my prediction for that fight. Because I think it's you know it's, again it's a tough fight to call. Now let's go to the main event. Uh, this is a short notice fight. Josh Quinlan taking on Logan Urban, who's coming in a short notice. Marcel. Um, yeah, I mean it sucks that the other guy got hurt during weeks. That fight was a pick'em. This fight's three to one for Quinlan, so he's a big favorite. But you know, Urban's not a scrub, man. He's a good prospect too. Both guys, Marcel, all their wins by stoppage. Wow, this is going to be a good fight, man. Great main event. The winner's getting signed to the UFC like 99%, I would say, of the time. Um, I do expect someone to get knocked out. That's fine. I'm thinking Quinlan knocks Urban out. What are you thinking? I'm thinking the same, man. I think uh, Logan Urban comes in this fight in very short notice, you know. Uh, we saw Logan Urban in his most recent fight absolutely destroyed Antoine Blessing game via a knee in the second round uh, knockout. Um, if you look at Quinlan, man, I was really pumped for weeks against Quinlan, man. That would have been such an amazing fight, but uh, yeah, weeks out due to uh, COVID in his team. Um, I think I've been high on Quinlan for a long time, man. That's why he's in LFA. I think he's a really good fighter, and um, yeah, man, I, I I see him winning this one, man. I, I think he probably TKOs uh, Urban. I go with the second round TKO in this one, man. Yeah, no, I think so too, man. Again, the guy's coming on a short notice, but he is a powerful dude too, and he catches this guy Quinlan. That's the risk when laying three to one in this fight because this guy, this guy's got power and he doesn't have much to lose. Coming in a short notice, they probably told him, "Hey, you take this fight, we'll give you another one, like you know, next year contender series or something." If you lose, I'm sure that's part of it too, Marcel. Like, but we'll see. I mean, I think it should be a good fight. So, just go ahead, go ahead. How, how many times did this happen? We did a complete card and we all agree on all five. <laughs> did we actually agree on all five? No, no, because you picked Alde, I picked Oliveira. I guess that we we were different on that one. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah. yeah. See, we're never the same, man. There's always something yeah. different. Um, so yeah. that's the one fight we kind of went again back and forth, and it's also one of the closest fights. But uh, you know, I would say in order of confidence, uh, Gafarov will probably be one of our more confident picks. I think um, Quinlan should win as well. I like Vargas as a dog, Souza as a pick and then Oliveira I, I would lean towards a little bit. But uh, my bet, my favorite bet in this card, guys, I'm, it's not going to go on my record or anything, but uh, it would be, you know, if I had, if if I told you guys to make a bet in this card, I'd say Vargas at plus 200 as an underdog. What would you say, Marcel? Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably the the, the best the best bet you can do. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a little bit of value on on him there. You know what I mean? He might lose. Like, obviously, if he gets taken down, he gets submitted, but I think he keeps his standing. He can knock Korea out. Um, the guy's a very good striker. And I really like that Fury FC promotion. You forgot to mention Adrian Yanez earlier when you were talking about Fury FC. Another guy who came from there. Great fighter. Who's he Morono is awesome, man. He's commentating and fighting the next or fighting and commentating the next day. That's crazy. I think Brandon Allen's fighting Andre Medes. Is that the fight? Marcel, you heard anything about that one? I haven't heard that possible. I haven't heard. Great fight. I mean, it'd be an awesome one. I think, you know, it's too bad because in a way I'd like to see them fight, you know, different guys in the top 15, like veterans. But I mean, it, listen, UFC is a, it's, man, the, the divisions are, are tough. And, you know, even guys that are unranked, like these two guys, or Muniz is 15, I should say. You know, Allen, he's unranked, but he obviously could be a top 15 guy. I think that's a great yeah. fight. I mean, after seeing Muniz destroy Jockery like he did, I mean, it's hard to, I think, pick against him. But Brendan Allen looked really good against Puna, too. So 
interesting fight. Um, I think that's it for contender series, Marcel. Uh, it was fun to talk about for sure, man. Uh, like I said, guys, you know, it's tonight. I definitely recommend watching. If you're not doing anything else, uh, we're just watch it later. It's on Fight Pass. Uh, and you next know what? Week, Go ahead. Go next ahead. week, six, six fights right away, probably. Yes, that's what we heard as well. So we'll, we'll talk about the next week. I think next week will probably be like a, a quicker preview just because yeah. we're going to do UFC. And from what I saw, there's 15 fights scheduled right now, according to Topology. Yeah. I don't know if they're all official, though. I think some of them might get moved I, or something. I, I still the, Only the main card is confirmed. I know. Yeah, there's I'm only still... four fights official on um, UFC stats right now. It's like, guys, the card's next week. I, I want to know what's on the card, you know? Yeah. Anyways, uh, we all know there's issues with COVID and visas and stuff right now. Hey, Glenn, what's up, man? Is Chikatsi right to be pissed at moving the rank to number eight? I don't think so. I know. I think he's seven and zero now, right? Like it's a good record, but you know this is his only ranked win, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so you got to see who you're fighting. You know, you can't. Yeah. If, if you were, for example, number, uh, I say you you're number eleven and you fight number ten, you can't expect to go to number four. And people are like, yeah, but Islam Makhachev, yeah, that was also not. I didn't agree with that either. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah that's same. a lot of hype and stuff. Like that's that's Ali mm-hmm. Abdelaziz pushing his narrative on the media, um, a lot of pressuring on the media. Hey, this guy should be ranked number five. He didn't beat a number five, uh, top five guy though. I don't understand why he got pushed past. He did to me. He needed to beat RDA to get past him, and yeah. they they already did it. So I feel like this fight is kind of pointless now. Like it was it was a perfect fight if RDA was the guy ranked up. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like well, yeah, it's kind yeah, of weird. It's just a weird, it's weird what they did there. Like, I don't understand how a guy, he beat the guy who's number 15 and went from like mm-hmm. 11 to four. That to me is really weird. Um, or he's five but, actually. I don't agree with oh, that. The, the, those complete rankings are. Yeah, you know, I don't want to, honestly, guys, we're going to, we'll, we'll probably spend the rest of the time arguing about these rankings. But, you know, I'm looking at Giga, uh, Giga, number eight. I think it's fine. Emmett's number seven. Emmett has a lot, I think, you know, a lot of really good fights in the UFC, a lot of good wins. If you want to put him above Emmett, fine. But Allen, Allen has like, what, eight wins in a row or something? Yeah, I think he has even more wins in a row. Why would he be above him? Maybe Cater shouldn't be number five. But the rest of the guys, you can't put Giga above him. I mean, he's definitely a top 10 guy. But again, Marcel, Barbosa's a good win. But I'd like I'd like to see him fight someone like, you know, Chan Sun Jung or, or Yai or one of these guys, you know, and then get to the top. We'll see. He's, he's talking a big game. I think he's really good. But again... I want to see more. I still want to see more Giga, Marcel. I want to see him fight another one of these top 10 guys. And also, Zabit is not in those top 10 guys. He should be in the top 10. And when his next fight gets announced, UFC will magically put him back in the top 10, Marcel. Um, yeah. And he should be there. I mean, the guy's great, too. Cole's saying next week's card's bad. It's a, it's Cole's, it's a, it's okay. I kind of agree. The main events, I like the Span Smith fights. Is it a main cool. event quality fight? No, but it's a fun fight. Um, cool. If, if you are hyped for Woodley against Paul, you should be high for this. Card. That's funny. It's, it, anyways, we'll talk about that card. We'll talk about next week again. There's we don't know all the fights. Do you watch UFC's online show? I try to watch it sometimes. I mean, Nick is Nick's my friend. He's been you know my uh, one of my employees for the last ten years. So me and Nick are, are close. But uh, uh, Marcel, uh, we all know we all love Nick. Nick's a great guy. Um, I also I don't really know Johnny. Uh, obviously, just from like the show. And then uh, Brandon, I know from Twitter and from commentating the fights. Uh, love. They, I think the show is really fun. You know what I mean. Um, but I know Johnny's struggled a little bit. I, I, I see the clips on Twitter. I mean, listen, like betting's hard, man. You know, it's not an easy thing to do, Marcel. It's very hard. I'd love to see all these MMA. I'd love to see the other journalists put their, their bets on, put their records out. I, I don't think the majority would be that great. You know, it's a hard game. It's, you can know the sport and not be good at betting. Like, you know what I mean, Marcel? Like, I'm not saying I'm amazing. I'm decent at it. Um, I'm good at it, I would say, but not amazing. You know, I think it's, it's one of those things where, 
you know, Marshall, I, I think you can you can know a sport, but still not know how to bet on it, basically, you know? You know, you, you, you got to have knowledge about it, but you also have to have, have a certain sort of luck, you know? That something has to get, it is a combination of something. Of course, you have to have knowledge yeah. about it. You have to do your yeah. research, but you also have to, listen, man, you can have a perfect breakdown of a yep. fight, and it can go that way, and one, one, no, oh yes, switch everything. You know? I agree completely. Luck is definitely a factor. I mean, I'm thinking about yeah. Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling. I mean, if you yeah. like, I Peter Yan, he was obviously the better fighter. He threw mm -hmm. a stupid knee. God, like, how could you ever like, think that was going to happen? You know. <laughs> so, anyways, let's talk about this guy's other opinions. Um, on popular opinions, nobody's ducking his name. His manager is giving him good silence and matchups. I kind of agree with that. I mean, Ali talks a big game, man. I, I don't know. How is he? Are you still top five? I mean, he never fights, but he has that win over uh, a zombie, right? So that's. Jair just Jair had uh, luck that his fight against Sabit got cancelled yeah. because of Sabit and not because of Jair. Because if it was because of Jair, he would have been out of. Jair. I think Sabit would have beat him. Honestly, I think Sabit is really yeah. good. I think it's too bad Sabit, dude. It actually breaks my heart. I think he's maybe the best guy, and we're not going to be able to see it for a while. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. Vitor Delfort's vending a Vander Holyfield this weekend. I got to be honest, guys. The odds don't make sense to me. I don't know why Vander Holyfield favored right now. He didn't open as the he didn't open as the favorite. The the betters flipped him. It was minus one forty. Now it's minus one thirty. I put an article at BJ about it. Maybe some people saw it and they changed the line by ten cents. So I'd like to pick that. You know, Marcel, I think that Fiend of Belfort plus one hundred is a good bet too. Honestly, um, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I mean, I know it's crazy to bet on this crap, but he's going to knock. I'm pretty sure he's going to knock Holyfield out. Holyfield's fifty years I, old. I don't want to see this at all. You know, I don't want to see yeah. a legend like Holyfield get knocked out by another legend, but not a boxing legend. I'm Who are you picking? Who do you like in the fight? You like Vitor? Well, Belfort. You know, I he's think if he, Marcel, I think I want to put my whole paycheck on the guy. Yeah. Why is he? he I don't know, man. This is. I really don't like it at all, man. I, I said it on my, my Facebook as well, not on my Twitter because uh, people want to go crazy if I say it on my Twitter, but. Um, I really don't like it, man. I, I think I said on Facebook, like, uh, somebody who was bragging to uh, to um, matchmake a guy from uh, Van der Horrific against Victor Belfort should get punched in the face twice by Francis Ngani. I mean, what the, what the hell, man? This is not the fight I want to see. I mean, Evander Holyfield is a legend in boxing, you know. And I understand, man. He's probably like, I want to, I want to go one more time. But I don't think Vitor Belfort is the right guy to box right now, you yeah. know. And definitely not the Vitor is back on TRT, for example. No, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I did check his Instagram. I'll just to see what he's like been looking like, and and he says he's been training. And I mean, the guy looks really good. I'll show you his picture. For a guy who's yeah. fifty-eight. I mean, this is crazy to me. Yeah, no, respect at all, you know? no, not at all. We have a lot of respect for Van Holyfield, but again, one oh. week's notice, guys. But yeah, look at his picture. I mean, he looks great. You know, he looks phenomenal. 58 years old. I'm 58, but I feel like I'm 28. My health and conditioning is very important to me. Um, he can win, you know, because the thing is, he's the better boxer. He is. Uh, yeah, and he probably has the better cardio, mate. I mean, actually, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can say that. It's just Vitor's Belfort's cardio is so bad. He has, like, obviously the first call rounds to knock your head off, but. Historically, Vitor always fades his fights. But I just said a 58-year-old guy has better cardio. That sounds kind of crazy, too. I, I, I actually I think Vitor wins. And I, I don't know what you guys are thinking. I, I, I don't get the line. I'm confused by this one. It kind of gives me Ron Van Cleef uh, flashbacks. Remember him? Hey, this is getting me. I'm just scratching my head, Marcel. Like, is this fight fixed or something? Why is he an, an underdog? Is something funny going to happen? Is there going to be a dragon? Now, let's talk about the other one. Um, Anderson Silva is minus 1,000. Uh, right now, okay. over Tito Ortiz plus six hundred, and that makes sense. I mean, that 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 makes sense. I'm actually, I thought Vitor would be like, you know, minus 
you know, 300 over something over Holyfield. Like, I'm surprised. I, I got to be honest, because I'm still, I'm just like, because again, the odds makers opened at minus 175. The, the, the public flipped it. Um, but Anderson, 10 to 1. That makes sense to me. He opened at minus 500, so he's been steamed up to 10 to 1. I, I think Anderson destroys Tito Ortiz in the boxing. Tito's dropping all this weight. Again, I, I'll show you the article today. So I, I put it at BJ. Tito's dropping. Um, he hasn't weighed 195 since he was in college, he said. So yeah. that's a long time ago. I'll show you guys what picture. Why he took the fight? That's the thing. He's complaining about it, but he signed on the dotted line. It's like you should have said, hey, I'll do the 200 maybe or something, or just 205. Yeah. Like Anderson's fought at 205. Here's, a, here's what he looks like. I mean, and that's at 212. I just, like, and this was after he took off uh, garbage bag guys and sweatsuit. Like, he had, he had been working out. He's in the, I think he's in the sauna or something right now or, the, or, the, or the, uh, the bathroom or something. Clearly, you know, he's already, like, taken a lot of uh, water out of him. I don't know if he can drop another 70 pounds. I really don't think so. I, I, what do you think? You think he makes weight? I, think, I don't think he makes weight. That's my prediction right now. I think he's going to come in at 200. Yeah, he, he was he was a master of weight cutting. Remember when he was in his high days? But bro, he, he hasn't was, weighed that since like ninety eight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, you know. And um, yeah, it's on Tito. You know, he 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 signed the dotted line. What you say? He signed the dotted line, so he can actually complain about it. But I understand, man. I mean, they could have easily do a little bit um, uh, heavier, heavier, and the supports around much heavier. So yeah, yeah. No, can you get some comments, guys? I missed a few. Uh, let's see here. Hey, Glenn, he said for 267, it's a choice to get, uh, to get vaccinated or do 10 days quarantine for fighter staff. Not sure Dana would do either, though. Uh, so I heard someone on Twitter said Dana's vaccinated. I don't think Dana said he is, but I mean, if he, he, I would be honestly, I think he probably is, but he just doesn't talk about it. Like, I would guess he actually is because he's in contact with a lot of people, you know. Like, I, I, I'm sure the UFC lawyer was probably like, you got to get vaccinated, Dana. Just because of the risk for him, right? But I have no idea, to be honest with you. You know, people are so fixated on the vaccinating thing and that kind of stuff in 267. I mean, or 268, I'm sorry, in New York. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about the one in Abu Dhabi. He's saying yeah, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 267. Yeah, sorry. But yeah. people are so f fixated on that, man. It's like... You're not going to change anything if you don't want to, for example. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, so... Yeah, and then 268, that's in New York. I mean, Chandler said he didn't want to get vaxxed and that that was a requirement, and then all of a sudden it's not. I don't know if there's like a if there's a, like a loophole or something, whatever, that the athletes don't have to, but I thought that was strange because remember there was the talk that the fight was going to be moved, the Gaethje fight, but apparently it's still in, the, in that card. But again, these, are, these, cards, these fights are two months down the road, guys. A lot can change, you know, as far as the law goes with COVID and vaccines and passports and all this shit. There's so much going on. Every day is a different day. Um, Actually, all times the beat first year was canceled due to a year. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, it, it, you know, Dana White. I, I think a few years ago they released Yair. They released him. He signed with Kambache, and then they let him out of his deal. He came back. Remember that, Marcel? They caught him. They were pissed off at him. He never. Yeah. He always bought head with the UFC. He had left and came back. Cole says the beat would lose to most top five guys. He fought in the main event, go five rounds. Probably Cole. I mean, the top five is pretty stacked. But he did beat Cater, who's ranked I think five or six. I mean, that's obviously a good win still. Although he, he slowed down a lot in that third round. I, I don't agree with Cole at all, by the way. So. I think Zabit's I think Zabit's I think Zabit's better than Cole's giving credit for. I think Zabit's great, but the, I mean Max Hall is a tough fight for anyone or, or Volkanovski. Yeah, I always, are tough fights, I always think Zabit needs to get that's sounds really arrogant, but I think Zabit needs to get challenged. You know, he yeah. needs to get challenged and he doesn't feel challenged yet with the guys he fought so far in the UFC, I think. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, it, it bothered me there's always an excuse for the five round thing too. You know, there's always an excuse not to fight five rounds, like you know, it's been two years since he the guy's fought. 
I don't get it. He was supposed to fight five rounds against Jair, man. He was supposed to fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like to see it. Um, let me go to these other comments. Cole, Cole is convinced Silver Chaos Ortiz. You know, Cole, I, I, I know, I definitely think that uh, Anderson wins. I'll tell you that right now because you know Tito's gonna have to just KO him basically with a lucky punch. That's the only way he's gonna win. Anderson's a much better box. Real, I mean, doesn't take a genius to, to figure that out, right? That's why he's ten to one. But I was reading an interview with him today, and he was saying like he's like I think Tito's gonna be hard to knock out, and like he's like. Honestly, he's like, I, I, I'm thinking this fight might go to the, to the distance, basically. That's what he's saying. Like, I'm going to have to use my technique to, to beat him in this fight because he's a lot bigger than me. That's what he was saying. I think he's just going to kind of jab him and move around the, on the outside and win the decision, maybe, Cole. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Let me look at the props on that fight just for fun. Not that I'm going to bet. I, I'm not betting on that. I'm not betting on a 10-to-1 favorite um, in boxing. I do expect Anderson to win, though, guys. I mean, you know, people bet 10-to-1. I mean, he's a guy that should win. Uh, I don't, there's no props for it. Um yeah. I, again, I, I I just look at Vitor as an underdog. That just makes me scratch my head and wonder why. Also, there's David Havers, Joe Fournier. That's another great fight, Marcel. You're looking forward to that one on the card? You know these guys? I, I, know, I know David Hay, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm really not into boxing, so I can't say yes. Totally fair. Totally fair. Again, this is an MMA show. I'm just curious. I, I'll probably watch the card. Honestly, I'll probably watch it. I mean... I want to see what happens. If I'm at home, I, I mean, I'll probably be at home. I have a kid, guys. <laughs> That's my lifestyle. Stay at home. Um, Glenn, if you're fine achieving the win, you're fine with throwing a fight to get paid. Don't risk the more. Yeah, Glenn, I don't know if I should put the big check on it, but man, he should win. He has to put some lunch money on for sure, though. Uh, Tito's clinch maybe wins the fight. Maybe. I mean, I don't know, though. It's boxing, right? They should break it off. Um, who do you got? Kelder Crute. Uh, man, two guys. Like, I was just, actually, I just watched uh, Crute and Smith against it because I was wondering, like, this guy came back pretty soon. It was just like a weird, weird injury in that fight. It's so strange. Man, that's tough. I don't know. Like, how do you trust that guy? Then Hill, he's coming off an injury in this fight too. It's like there's still two guys coming off an injury. I don't know. Yeah, Cruz, somebody, somebody Cruz really good though, man. Cruz really. Somebody good. commented under my fight announcement like uh, the two cripples <laughs> against each other. So <laughs> that's not very nice. Yeah, uh, Cruz, exactly. Yeah. Cruz is uh, Cruz a really good prospect. I think he's 24, 25. Hill's 30. I think. Yeah, I'd have to lean towards Cruz, but I, again, you know, Hill's got good striking. We all know that. What's next for Rug Rug? Um, I don't know. What's next? Who's a scrub that he can fight? <laughs> um, yeah, no idea, man. I think he will be be able to fight at uh, Aries again, or maybe at one championship, one of the two. I mean, the guy um, lost, man. He, he yeah, looked I, awful. I was, I was really disappointed out. last time out. He wanted out of the fight. He oh, was, he's ter- he's, this guy's terrible. He has no cardio, guys. He's got what? He didn't have ten minutes cardio. He 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 tapped out basically. Retired on the stool because he was too tired, Marcel. It might be of Dada five thousand and. Kimbo Slice. Oh, God. <laughs> shouldn't even talk about Shouldn't joke about that. I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad Donna didn't die, but he did have a heart attack in the fight, which Me is too. actually really sad. Um, Rug Rug should train with Fernand Lopez. I mean, you should do anything. That needs cardio, though, man. You've got to obviously get in shape, drop drop uh, weight, take it seriously. Who decides creation of interim belt? Dana, matchmakers, Hunter, Ari, all of them. All the UFC executives. There's, like, always, like – they always talk about the matchmakers meeting every Tuesday, right, Marcel? They have the matchmaker <laughs> meeting. Dana White's there. Hunter uh, Campbell's there. He's the UFC lawyer. Um, Sean Shelby's there. McManus there. I'm, and I, I imagine, you know, I don't know if anyone else is there, but maybe they're bringing Laura Sanko in there now a little bit, you know, because I think Laura is someone that's definitely on the trajectory to be like high up in the UFC. Um, you know, Dana White's not going to be here forever, guys. I mean, Laura could be someone that if she was, she could be the face of the UFC at one point. I wouldn't be surprised. It's it's possible, you know. Um, I, I think it's definitely possible. I think they're kind of, you know, they're preparing for a, a really big role with the company. She already has a big role. I'm just saying, 
one of these guys that's commentating right now probably will, will take over from Dana one day. I don't know when that's going to be. I mean, Dana White says he, he, he loves it. He's going to do it until he dies. He might do it for the next 20, 30 years. I mean, who knows, right? But I'm just saying, like, you know, you'd imagine it'd be someone, like, who's the UFC uh, favorite, like a, like a Daniel Cormier, Marcel, or, or Laura, or Paul, someone like that. You know, you'd imagine they would take over uh, rather than some, like, random person. Um, and I don't think that, like, you know, Sean Shelby and McMahon don't have the personality to be the person, the president. You know what I mean, Marcel? Have you ever thought about that? Dana White not being the, the boss? Have you guys ever thought about that? Like, if you guys throw it in the comments, I'll, I'll read it out. But I, I, I don't think he does it forever. I mean, but I'd say like the next 20-ish years. Um, I, I don't know, Marcel. What do you think, man? I don't know, man. I never really thought about it, to be real, really honest. I heard many people saying Cormier or Chael Sonnen or whatever. But I Chael, I don't know. It'd be funny, though. Um, he's saying Jose is asking Laura, Megan, or Carolyn Peace, which one is fire? I mean, they're all good at their jobs, obviously. Um, Jose, and they're all attractive women, what, obviously. What, too, what so. do you actually <laughs> mean with that question specifically? Right? I mean, they're all they're all good at their jobs, and they, like I said, they're yeah, they're good at their jobs. Um, I, I uh, Laura is really good, uh, it's really smart. Um, I just think that you know, it was probably a lot for her to be doing all those roles last week, though. You know what I mean, Marcel? I saw some criticism for like when she read the scorecard for the. Uh, Candelario fight, she was kind of like running back and forth. Remember when the, the scorecards were read? Some people were criticizing for that, maybe not being as focused, but Dana White says, you know, she wanted to do more work, we're going to give her all these jobs, so her thing is contender series. It's her and Dana now. That's 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 their thing. Megan, obviously, she's been working... You know, I saw Megan Olivia guys at the UFC 140 press conference. That's the first time I ever saw her. That was John, John Jones and Machida. That was in Toronto. So I went to the press conference and or the media day or whatever. John Jones, Machida was there. Tito, Tito Ortiz was there. Tito fought in that card. Holy fuck. That was 10 years ago, guys. He fought Little Nog, I think, in Toronto. It's crazy. But I saw Megan there, and, you know, you could tell she was working for this website called Heavy.com. I don't I don't know if it exists, in, exists anymore, but they actually had a really good MMA section way back in the day, um, and she did great interviews. So not really surprised that she's kind of like – it seems like she's also moving up in the company. Like, she was at that meeting where Diego Sanchez and Josh Fabia were like – she was right there with Paul Felder. Like, those guys – I'm telling you, they're, they're moving up. Caroline works for uh, BT Sports, so she's not – I don't think she works for the UFC, but she's she's a really good um, commentator or uh, reporter as well. So just to answer your question. Um, I also think, uh, you know, uh, Phoenix Carnival did a really good job last week. You know, everyone was, like, telling Ariel what a great job he did. Let's give Phoenix some credit, guys. You know, she's someone that grinded her way from LFA and RFA, Marcel, from Access TV way back in the day. Like, I've seen her on TV for years doing interviews. Um, so I, I was cool seeing her on the Paul pro, uh, Paul broadcast um, with Woodley last week. You know, Marcel, like, it is nice to see – I don't know how this topic came up, but it is nice to see women, you know, succeeding in this business. But in my opinion, they're they're succeeding because they know the sport well. You know, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, they know the sport I, well. Lori used to fight, guys. She's a professional fighter I, herself, you know. I always say, you know, I don't really get the – or the, the women, man, kind of thing, you know? If you're good and you're doing your job, Exactly. Man, I agree completely. It matter, you know? For me, it doesn't matter, Marcel, but, you know, the world sees things in a different way than we do. But for me, it's yeah. like whoever's good at their job should do yeah. well. And it, yeah, that's 100%. what it – for me, that's what it comes down to. But other, other people, they look at the gender, they look at, you know, sex, uh, you know, uh, I don't care. Yeah. race, all that stuff. I don't – I personally just want to see the best person doing the job. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Gwen says it will be Olivia. She hates Ariel, which is a monster. I didn't know that. Mentioned, oh, she mentioned on Joe Rogan experience. Okay, I didn't see it. Now I do remember she was on. I saw some, I guess, clips floating around. I didn't end up watching it, but not totally surprised. And Ariel's kind of, you know, he's he's making himself very controversial figure, you know, guys. Like he's obviously trying to drive these ratings up. Um, and the guy obviously 
Ariel's great. I mean, we all know he's good. At, he's good at his job, but you know, some of the stuff he's been doing to draw up the interest, you know, kind of going after some other reporters and stuff. I didn't, I didn't really like that Marcel personally, um, but it is what it is. Um, when, yeah, I didn't know what he said either. Jose Glenn, if you want to say what uh, happened there. Anyways, guys. Yeah. Like, um, just to be clear, I mean, we have, we have another 50 minutes. We can talk about anything, anything MMA related, UFC related. You guys throw questions. I'll stay with Marcel. Um, Marcel, if that's okay with you. So yeah, you, you, can guys also, talk about. you can also ask personal questions, but we will have to see if we answer them. You know. <laughs> yeah. We're doing, this is just turned into a, like a Q and a session. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. Uh, what else, Marcel? Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the card next week, but I, you know, I started looking into it, guys. Span and Smith. I mean, I, I don't have any picks yet. We'll talk about that next week. Looking forward to mm -hmm. it. Um, let me see what else there is, Marcel. Um, Bellator is coming Clark up as well. Pardon? Pardon? Clark against Kutilaba, I want to say, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's an interesting fight. Um, but I was gonna say, yeah, we also have Bellator coming up. I think next week, Romero is making his debut, so mm -hmm. interesting. Um, I don't know. Let me Did just you Go ahead. Did you saw how Kutilaba looked on his Instagram? Yes, I did. Yeah, and he looks he looks good, and he's you know he's like me right now. He's like a dad, right? He's like uh, he got the kids, man. He's you know he's fighting for his family. Man, the guy he looks like an absolute monster, man. I mean, like yeah, you know, but Marcel, like, I he's didn't an, recognize him. He looks like a beast, guys. Like, but you know, Clark obviously is better cardio. That's the thing. Yeah. If he doesn't knock him out. He might gas out again. He always does in his fights. Jose says Ismagulov should be 15 instead of Moises. Dude, I agree. Moises is kind of getting overrated, in my opinion. He's a decent. He's good. Don't get me wrong. But I, what was his best win, Marcel? Bobby Green. That is a good win, but it was a close fight. You got different oh, judges. Would have given, yeah, or Hernandez. I, yeah, I guess that's a good. It's an okay win. Hernandez isn't ranked anymore. Shouldn't mm -hmm. keep the lot, but try middleweight. I think so. Misha Surkinov is uh, cutting the middleweight, guys. He's fighting Christoph Jocko. I think he's going to struggle to make 185. Glenn says, can't remember exactly, but. The one she gave Benavides. No, no worries, Glenn. Yeah, fair enough. So Glenn just saying like uh, the word he's saying that she didn't say those exact words about uh, not liking Ariel, but it implied it. Again, don't take. I, I didn't see it, guys. I'm just reading the comments. Um, I but, saw a clip from Olivi where they where they talk about. Uh, I think with Forrest Griffin and uh, Forrest yeah. was like everyone wants to like I don't he, know who he is. Yo, here's here's a good one. Let's talk about this, guys. There's something I want to talk about. It's not DJ Pan. I wrote it today. Um, what do you think? I don't know if you saw these comments. Okay, so Travis Brown, who's married to Ronda Rousey, now. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, so he he started bitching about. Uh, he called them the whiny little bitches who are crying about fighter pay. So he's going off saying, and so he had Dana White in his podcast. So listen, guys. Obviously, I don't have a ton of subscribers or viewers either, but I'm surprised Dana did his podcast because he only has 200 subscribers, right? But mm -hmm. you know, Ronda Rousey's his wife, so I'm sure Ronda texted Dana is like, "You got to do Travis's podcast." Um, but you know, that's what Travis needs to do, obviously, get his, his name out there. So they have their podcast, Tough Business. Dana was on it, and you know, Travis basically sucked up to him and said, Let me read the quote, guys. He said, like, um, you always said you're gonna pay me. He said, uh, you always pay me what you said you were gonna pay me. Most of the time was more. So all these people complaining about it, they're talking about uh, shit about it. At the end of the day, I'm the one who signed that fucking contract. Then I'm gonna turn around and bitch about it, or I'm gonna bitch about it to a fucking reporter or something. That doesn't make sense to me as a man. I signed a contract if I want to get paid more, and you guys. I've always been upfront about it. Hey, if you're a free agent, go find a better deal. I've always felt like I was part of the UFC. When I'm on my contract is up, we had a bigger offer, but I was like, listen, the best fighters are here in the UFC. I'm not trying to be a B-level fighter. I'm trying to compete against the best. You guys have always treated me right. The pay has been there. And again, it's always been at least what the contract was. And most of the time it was more. So these guys complaining, bitching in the media, uh, don't, they don't fucking hear that they hear uh, the little bitch that's crying, complaining, because you get these entitled people. I don't know what the fuck it comes from. It's like they're just whining little bitches, and then they go make 
more whiny little bitches that will write, write about it, <laughs> like me. <laughs> so <laughs> I said my, my boss, Chris, that because he sent me the articles, you've got to write this up. I mean, I just disagree with what he's saying. It's just, you know, it's bullshit that he's going after the other fighters. Like, what a complete dick. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like, to me, such a dick move by Travis to, to throw the other fighters under the bus. Um, I don't agree with it, Marcel. What do you think, man? I wonder how the taste of Dana Dick's taste is wrong. Oh, my God. You have to say when I had the water in my mouth? Oh, my God. Sorry, man. But that's, I literally that's spit it out, guys. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> the guy was, he just sucked up the Dana the whole time. Listen, Travis Brown was a pretty bad fighter. I mean, he got knocked out, like, almost every fight. You know, he's a guy that was just, like, a 500 fighter. I mean, at one point, he had some good wins. Don't get me wrong, but he just went downhill for him. And listen, his wife is a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. easy for him to say this. Why? I don't understand why he's being such a dick to the other fighters, you know, and the yeah. reporters. So he's coming after the reporters too now. Why? Because we're writing. I don't mind. I, I'm not really the guy that writes about this because honestly, I've I've said enough about fighter pay over the years. It should be up. It's up to the fighters too, man. They have to unionize and do this. That's the only way it's, it's ever going to go up, guys. It's up to the fighters. It should, it's be, not up to the it media. should be backing his colleague, his colleagues, man. That's yes, that he would say that. You know, so I don't agree with that. You know, I'm not I'm not attacking Travis as a person or anything like that. It didn't bring up any of the you know, other stuff that he's ever been accused of. I didn't want to mention that. Um, but, I, you know, I just don't think it's fair that he's throwing the other fighters under the bus, Marcel. I don't and like we don't, that. We don't have to mention that. And it's already stupid what he said. So we can't just talk yeah. about that, you know? No, for sure. So let me just see. There's a few other things we can talk about here, guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just don't agree with those comments. The fire pay is, is low. Uh, it, it's too low. Pre-Edmund Travis is a fun heavy to watch. You know, he wasn't, like I said, he wasn't bad. But he just went on a bad uh, losing skid and... You know, again, I think he had like a five-minute record. I don't, I, I don't think he was a terrible heavyweight by any means. I just don't – I don't know, man. Him and Ronda rubbed me the wrong way, Marcel. I don't yeah, know. The, the, the real thing that that put me off on on Travis was the, the fight against Brandon Sharp. And I'm, yeah. I'm not a Brandon Sharp fight. Matt Mitrione. Way, Matt Mitrione, yeah. that fight where he was – he poked him in the eye. Remember that fight? And he, I know, but do you also remember the sharp fight where he was punching him and he could have easily stopped that fight, but he just kept it longer. He just wanted to humiliate him more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Marcel, do you remember this? This fight where he fought Brett, uh, Matt Mitrione? Do you remember this fight? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That should have been a disqualification. How does he not disqualify for doing this to the guy? Like, Marcel? Yeah. That's complete BS, right? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. All right. Anyways, I want to give Cole some love here because he's Cole's a good dude. He uh, interviewed Alex Morono, and Morono called out Matt Brown. What do you guys think about this fight? That's what the fight. If you want it, tweet it out, I guess. You know, go and retweet Cole's article. comes out in five minutes on Twitter. Uh, I, I love the fight. I mean, Alex Morono and Matt Brown are, are two warriors, man. This is going to be a great fight if it happens. What do you think? Yeah, somebody thinks they have to clip his nails right in front of my door or something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's it would be a good fight. You know, I, Matt Brown is still very tough. So, and uh, we know what Morono fights. So, yeah, I like the fight. Obviously. I'd watch that fight, too. Um, let me see what else we got here. Yeah, here's uh, – no, I wasn't there. Um I wonder what was Anderson thing, where he was talking about like the fight maybe going along. All right. Um, yeah, Tito, we talked about. I think that's I think we got everything, Marcel. Honestly, we talked a little bit of this yesterday right there until yeah, I mean there wasn't a ton of news right now, guys. It's an off week, obviously. Maybe, maybe some fight announcements. Yeah, let's do some fight announcements. Let's do a few fight announcements. Let's do it. For your uh give Marcel's Instagram some love. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I think you broke this fight, didn't you? Okay, well no, no, I, mean, the I, I thought uh, G, uh CDC broke it. What do you think of the fight? I mean, Mallory Martin, I should say it, Mallory Martin versus Montserrat Ruiz. Two girls, they're, they're both kind of in the middle of the division, I guess. I don't know. What do you think? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, it's a good fight, I think. You know, it's for for both girls. It's a, it's a good fight. I think uh, Mallory uh, lost lost her last fight uh, against um, was it again. Can you help me there? Um, well, let me. Th- I can't remember. I know she beat Hannah Cyphers. Let me check who she lost to. Was yeah, it? Let me check right uh, now. She lost to Verna, but she lost on those races. Pollyanna or something was it? Uh, yeah, Pollyanna. Yeah, Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Montserrat, she lost to uh, Lemos in the first. Yeah, first that's not a bad loss. Lemos no, is good, guys. Not. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this one, man. I think it can be a fun battle. So yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Um, that's tonight. Nick, I Nick 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 Mariano against Eichel Nude. I think Ike is lucky to get another fight in the UFC. I was actually looking at his like record the other day. Man, it's not good. It's he's been knocked down in all four of his fights, I believe, too. I mean, the guy just doesn't really seem to have much of a chin, man. Uh Nick Nick Mariano had a nice win against Kamur. He can also appoint this guy. I, I, I lean. I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm picking, but I'm leaning towards Nick for sure. I would say the younger guy, Marcel. What do you think? Same man. No disrespect to Villanueva, but I think he's a typical guy who would do really good at the regional scene, you yeah. know. But I think the UFC just one step to, step ahead of him. So yeah. I would say Nick Nigamariano as well, man. Yeah. Jim Crew, Jamal Hill. We talked about we that. Just one. talked about it. Awesome fight. Rafa Garcia, Neat Leffy. I, I I sent this one to Cole. I was like, Cole, I'm surprised by this fight because. 0-2 against uh, 0-0. It's kind of weird, like, because Garcia's not really, like, he's kind of a prospect in a way, I guess. I don't know, man. I thought, you know, the Gritzbacher fight, I think we both scored it for Garcia. It was super close, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he lost a close fight to Hackperist. He's a good fighter. I'm just, I'm surprised that they did 0-2 against 0-0, Marcel. It's kind of a weird matchup to me, but, because I think that Nathan mm-hmm. Levy should probably be favored here, right? Yeah. Got a lot of shit for that, for scoring the fight for Garcia. I really thought he yeah. got two, two rounds. So yeah, it's 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 one of those ones where he had a lot of it's like kind of like the Sanhagen and uh, Dillashaw fight, like he had control versus uh, the striking. I guess the striking really should probably be the, the side, like the damage should be the deciding factor. So again, I have no problem with the decision. If I just thought first he did enough of the controlling and he had moved to dominant positions and had enough strikes himself to win it. But anyways, Levy obviously a uh, guy who's undefeated prospect. He shouldn't be favored here. I think I'm just surprised that they would do this to Garcia because. Marcel, he goes 0-3, kind of weird. Like, he's kind of a prospect. Yeah. He's only 27, right? Like, it's not old at all. When he came to UFC, yeah. It's really weird, right? He's gonna be, he might be, he probably will be 12-3. and three. That's really weird, man, to me. Um, let's see here. Randy Costa, Tony Kelly. Yeah, I mean, uh, UFC 269. Uh, Tony Kelly had a nice fight last year with uh, Kai Kara France, who got caught or released. Yeah. His contract expired. Um I think Randy Costa lights this guy up, man. I gotta be honest with you, Marcel. Yeah, man, I like Randy Costa on this fight as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun to watch, eh, guys. I, I enjoyed this guy, uh his fights. Um, the fight with Yanez was one of my favorite fights of the year, Marcel. Um he looked amazing in the first round. Insane. I think he landed like sixty significant strikes in like the first round. It was insane. He, he looked like a world beast in the first <laughs> he round. He looked like the best striker in the world, and he completely gassed out. And you know, it was also Yanez because his his uh game plan to go to the body, attack the body. Smart game plan. Yunez is a very yes. good strike. We, we talked about that. I mean, we both liked him in that fight. But Costa is really good too. Oh, let's see here. So the next fight, let's take a few more. Uh, I think we talked about this one, Prey and, and Michaelides, 268. Um, oh, you, you skipped the Burgos one, I guess, Billy Caratello, man. I did? Let me see. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. Burgos and Quarantillo, 268. I obviously love this fight. I mean, this fight is a good one. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying. <sighs> Burgos, I, I would imagine, would be favored just because he's, I think, ranked still. But Quarantillo is on a, a pretty nice roll aside from that one loss. 
to uh, Canadian guy, uh, Gavin Tucker. Otherwise, he's been on a roll. I mean, I think Quarantilla can win this fight, man, but Burgos is good too. So I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, man, it's definitely a good fight. Um, I really like both guys. I think, um, um, you know, Burgos never in a boring fight. You know, Quarantilla is never in a boring fight. So this is going to be an amazing one. Uh, really looking forward to it. To an already added recently to an already stacked UFC 268, man. That card is stacked as hell. Man. It is. And then the other fight was Mikolai's Parade, which you mm-hmm. talked about. And Perea's, oh, we didn't talk about this. So Perea, okay, so he lost in the weekend in, yeah. in, in glory. So now he's coming off a loss, but he still, it doesn't matter because it's a different sport. You know what I mean? That's the mm-hmm. thing. I don't I don't think it's a big deal. They, they gave him a, a guy he could beat, but also a guy that, you know, is pretty tough. I, I think Perea will be favored, though. He, he got guy of a bullshit uh, point deduction in glory, man, and that's pretty much yeah. it. I, I don't know if that, that influences score, but it was yeah. a close fight. Uh, and I think for Glor- Glorious, actually, no disrespect to Pereira, but they were very happy he lost, obviously, because if, if you win and you go away, that devalues the belt can, you know, and now Vakitov is the champion, and they can still go on and fight. So, uh, but Pereira, you know, this fight was uh, actually... This fight was uh, pretty much booked for a long time, you know. It's actually got rescheduled, and uh, like Al pretty much said, <laughs> so we can say it now as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun fight. Looking forward to it. I mean, Pereira, we saw him in LFA last time, a great KO, and uh, I, I love to see what he can do in the UFC. Yeah, no, for sure, uh, I like it too, Marcel. I think that's it for today. I can't even talk anymore. Uh, let's. I think we're done. We've been an hour. Yeah. We enjoyed it, guys. Thanks again for, for the questions today and just the interaction. I love it. Marcel, plug yourself. Let's get out of here, man. Big Marcel24 for all your legit MMA news on Twitter and Instagram and MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There you go. Uh, you guys can follow me, MMAoddsBreaker.com, or Martin on Twitter, and then MMAoddsBreaker.com, BJPen.com. My MMA news, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting. Uh, NFL starting this week, guys. So if you guys are in your pools, I hope you enjoy it. But, uh, you know, we'll be all back. Uh, after we watch football next week, we'll be here Monday. Uh, me and Marcel will be here. It's actually my birthday next Monday, Marcel, which is funny, but I still want to do the podcast. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, and we'll be here on uh, Tuesday as well. So I'll talk to you guys later. Marcel, have a great one, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. You too, man. Peace.